Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away from Dr. Gorst to Dr. Evil. We've got you covered in all all things doctory um, in this in this episode of Andor. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, is one of one of my co-hosts again. Uh, this is Kyle, and the just the utter disrespect for Doctor Pershing. He's right out there. We've got another <laughs> ah. in-universe doctor. The, no respect. I went, I went straight to evil. He's the Rodney Dangerfield of the Star Wars universe right now. <laughs> Dr. Evil, you know, he's put in the work. He's he's done some t- done some things and you not know. to mention Dr. Quad Arms or whatever they called that guy from a few <laughs> quad episodes. Bot. Yeah, Quad Bot. There we go. <laughs> Dr. Forearms. Uh, can, I can't remember what they really called him. <laughs> you can tell I came in uh, prepared with that. that one, huh? <laughs> that's all right. Um, I'm I'm a Dr. No, Evil it's fan okay. too. It's okay. Yeah, I like the Doctor Evil. You know, really hoping for that Austin Powers four, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, I started watching. I don't. Have you seen the Pentaveret? No. On um, Netflix, um, I, with him in it. This is so new to me. It seems like you might be making it up on the spot. <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, there is a show on Netflix called The Pentaveret with him in it, and he plays like a million different characters in this show. He loves. It's to about do that. some hidden secret organization that basically runs the world and oh, it's made up cutters. of like five five people the pentaveret yeah mm. um but yeah it's uh it's definitely entertaining he's uh that's funny it's it's a little grittier than um some of his stuff i think but uh he's he's like swearing in it and Ooh. it's it's pretty entertaining yeah so you, um, uh keenan michael key's in it too oh i like him yep Yep, he's one of the Pentaveret members. So he would be spoiler That's spoiler alert, but you life. find that out in like the first episode. So <laughs> yeah, so but he's in it, and it's uh it's been pretty entertaining so far. Well, I'm only like two episodes in, but do you think he gets? Paid we'll see where it goes for every character he plays. Is that part of his shtick? Oh. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> play know. Austin you... Powers and Fat Bastard and Doctor Evil, and I'm gonna make <laughs> my I'm gonna get my quote for each one of them. So. Is it just like one Taking name on the contractor? The does he have to put all the character names in his contract and like, hey. oh, well, you didn't account for that one, so we can't pay you for him. You can get paid three times for one movie. I say yeah. do whatever paperwork you need. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, well, yeah, two orb crew going on tonight here. It's uh, just Kyle and I. Um, Josh had obviously life work things going on and Maggie is just busy, busy, busy. So, um, but she's doing big things. She was on... Um, mentioned in um one of the uh the uh movie review uh twitter handles the other day so i give her a little shout out there because she's doing big things so that's good uh we got a little bit of news and notes to cover there wasn't a lot going on this week um i'm gonna start actually with a little bit of news from last week there was an i don't know if you saw this or not there was an anakin obi-wan legacy lightsaber set that that dropped on shop disney it was I happened to be up early in the morning and somebody had posted it on Facebook and I went and checked it out. You had to sign in with your, with your Disney plus login, not your shop Disney. 
your Disney Plus login to just be able to find it. So but they it, also was had it only available to Disney Plus subscribers. Yeah, it was like a that? pre pre-purchase preview thing i think i don't know if they're going to release it in parks i would guess they release it in parks at some point your audience somehow yeah or eventually on shop disney itself but it was uh exclusive for disney plus members and then you could also get the uh uh, ashley Eckstein or the um excuse me the ahsoka tano Mm -hmm. rebels um or that legacy box set but it was signed by Ashley Eckstein. It was only like $50 more than the retail price of the set. Yeah. So that was a heck of a deal. And then they also had that. Um, she does slap her autograph. Huge Ashley Eckstein yeah. fan. I'm on record, like no, no hate whatsoever, but she slaps her autograph on a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. It's yes. not super hard to come by. I'm looking at no. three right in front of me. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, one, yeah, two, seven. It's 13. Okay. Um, no, she, yeah, but it was, it was kind of cool that you can pick it up and it's, yeah. it's right there and, and you only pay like, I think $50 more for it. And they did have some of those, um, dolls, the one that, what do we call them? The forces of like destiny. It looks like the forces of destiny. Not yeah. That way. No, they had more of those though on there that were also signed That's by her. So you figure. could pick up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very cool. Packaging figure, is, but it's a, uh, oh, it's nice oh. little rendering of her. Mm-hmm. season seven you, outfit you can clearly see it through the packaging it's got plastic yeah, all over it much love so. for that we can see the figure <laughs> inside the package kyle's over here much love for wrecking the environment more plastic <laughs> um, hey, but yeah can you can bio, see the figure degradable plastic these days it doesn't have to be the worst that's thing true ever. Very, very true. Um, but anyway, this this Obi Wan, this Anakin Obi Wan Legacy lightsaber set dropped on this on Shop Disney. It is a new design on the Anakin saber. Uh, apparently, it's from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it was like three hundred fifty dollars. So if you see it pop up there again, it's a great price for actually two sabers. That's not bad. Um, it is a themed box. It's the Mustafar lava black and red print looks great and then uh when you lift the box it plays battle of the heroes to me that's Um, one of the real benefits of these sets is it comes with a ready to display case you you could easily put it out on whatever shelf or wherever you're going to keep it in the case it comes in exactly exactly it looks great and the little bit of music that it plays uh is fantastic you know i love the the Ahsoka set that I've got with the theme that plays and hopefully in when galaxy con comes up here beginning of December, I can get Rosario's autograph on that. Cause I've seen a lot of them with Ashley on it, but I have not seen one with Rosario on it. So I am super excited for that. Set. Yep. So I cannot wait for that. Uh, that came out last week. So be on the lookout. It may pop up again. Who knows? There was uh, the Lego Skywalker Saga DLC packs are now available. So all those characters we mentioned on our previous episode, you can play as. Yep, they're live. You can play as Captain Rex. You can play as Thrawn. Play who? I mean, there's a million of these characters in this game. You can play as whoever you want. Um, Yep, go get the coins. Play as whoever you want and just enjoy the game. I'm actually playing through the saga right now. Um, I chose to start with the... Isn't it gigantic? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can complete the story missions. And then once you get done with that, it shows you like a percentage of that like section that you've completed. Okay. And it'll be like 30%. <laughs> like, what? 
I completed the story. What do you mean it's 30%? It should be like 90 something. Nope. You're not even halfway because you got to get the like blue bricks. You got to do all the like challenges and stuff. You got to do all the building things that you can find throughout the level. It's crazy. It's a huge, huge game. I'm through. I started with the sequel trilogy because I wanted to get it out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the vegetables first, kids. (laughs) I exactly. I wanted to get it out of the way with so I could enjoy playing as some of the other characters in the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. So I started with that one. So and I'm only you, through only the first two so. characters in their appropriate like time span, or could you use Ray in the prequel trilogy setting or something like that? When you go to a specific story mission, you have to use the characters that are associated with that story mission. Gotcha. But if you're just running around the planet and you haven't accepted the mid, yeah, if you haven't accepted the mission, like if you're just trying to find the blue Lego bricks, you can play as whoever you want to play as. Okay, cool. So I run around as Ahsoka a lot. Um, I do uh, uh, Boba Fett a lot. Um, I, I just got the, I, I did buy the new character DLC, so I'm going to start using Thrawn. So and, are there um, actual, Sabine. is it a cosmetic difference or are there actual like playability different characteristics for these different characters? Some have a little bit different, like, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, like, um, the Mandalorians pretty much have like a grappling hook. Okay. You know what I mean? So like they can grapple bars, whereas like none of the other characters have that ability. They also have like the jetpack. So if you're playing as Boba Fett, I can like jump and like okay. float a little bit longer and fly a little bit. Um, some of the characters have like kits that you can get. Like one's like a net launcher and then like a hang glider and then something else. So like Quill and um, and a Ray, they have like those three attachment pieces that you can just okay. get this little thing out and put them on. So, but like the Mandos don't have that. So they are a little bit different, but they're kind of standard across yeah. the type That's of character that they are. Yeah. 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 So, but go check that out. Uh, it was like 24 bucks, 25 bucks for both DLC kits if you didn't buy the first one. So, um, I think it's 15 if you just want the new one. And then it's $2.99 if you just want specific. Um, character sets so kudos to them for getting that set up the right way all the options yep uh we got a little bit of news on season two of andor looks like they're going to be heading to yavin so that's pretty exciting um little spoiler alert there but um can't wait to see what they do with that that means we've gotten out of prison we are with Melshi, and um, we're going to do big things for the rebellion at this point. Hopefully, so. Well, if you hadn't put uh, together that that um, Cassian was going to get out of prison, then you missed <laughs> you missed a major plot point along the way. Right, and that is definitely not a spoiler <laughs> at this point. So, um, and then we did get one more bit of news on the acolyte. They revealed the full cast reveal for the acolyte was announced. Uh, I think when was that? today yesterday something like that um (laughs) some of them we already knew amanda amanda stenberg was already on there uh lee young jai was already on there um we did get um if we didn't announce it already manny jacinto is on there uh daphne keen i think she was a new one as of like this week jody turner smith was on there previously rebecca henderson charlie barnett dean charles chapman and I, the lovely, absolutely stunning and talented Carrie Ann Moss 
is on this cast list. I'm stoked. <laughs> I do love some Carrie Ann Moss. She's got is a good. whole slew she of people up there. Yeah, it's a that's a that is a good cast. I'm kind of excited to uh to see what this show holds because you know it's an interesting grouping. I mean, you got someone from Squid Game, uh, His Dark Materials. You've got uh 1917 russian doll the matrix like you have this eclectic mix of cast for this show from different genres and film types and shows uh i'm excited to uh to see what they do and it's a a a very diverse cast which is awesome um our first on-screen view of the high republic era because the acolyte takes place right at the end of that yep yep be interesting to see if we get any mentions of characters we know about or characters anything like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. yeah so a little bit of a little bit of news there on that front um but let's dive into the good stuff because this show event. yeah let me let me get this intro music up here oh yeah i feel like i'm in a blade movie right now like picks up amps up that just i love the diversity in the theme music at the beginning of every show that was a great idea on their part it's not the same every time love it love it Mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean it's it is just the music is on point in this show. Oh, I love it. But I, more so, the suspense of every week kills me. Absolutely kills me. Mm-hmm. Because they like, like jump around to like the different storylines that are going on. And they kind of leave you hanging with like little tidbits from each different story. And it keeps you guessing. Uh, we didn't get many new characters this week. We did get one. Uh, Dr. Gorst, the worst of the... He was terrible. Dr. Yeah. Gorst is the worst. Uh, um, he was terrible, um, played by Joshua James. I think everybody else pretty much stayed the same. I don't think we had any introduction of any new characters outside of that. While we're talking about this torture doctor, that was like one (laughs) of the most horrifying things, um, that I, that we've seen in star Wars. I think like that is way more terrifying than the torture droid or the thing they were doing to Mm -hmm. Han Solo where they were like leaning forward into all the, like what I mean. It didn't even cut his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not that I wanted to see Han Solo get chopped up, but that doesn't seem like <laughs> it this. It didn't look good. <laughs> the sound of dying children as they were being like uh, killed right. to extinction that haunts your mind for the rest of your life or whatever this terrible thing is. Uh, right. That's horrifying. Yeah, that was absolutely the worst thing. And how they did it was was excellently done where you know you you put the they put the headset on her and you think you're going to hear something and you don't hear anything you just hear her breathing um and then all of a sudden this this scream that she just lets out and i've got a little bit of this here let me let me play this clip because dr gorst like i said is the worst well what's important for our purposes here today is that the massacre of the Dizonites was broadcast? The massacre of proof the of mission Dizonites is make a broadcast sound as they die a sort of Choral, agonized pleading. It's quite unlike anything. The fact that he tries to like scientifically explain what it is is ridiculous. And they were found 
Hours later, huddled we together in various states of emotional distress in a cruel space beneath us, the ship's like bridge. The We've mm -hmm. taken the recordings mm -hmm. and modified them slightly, layering, uh, adjusting. Getting and technical we found with a it. Section of what it's we like Kyle in his lab over there. Primarily huh. children. Layering, amplifying. Particular effect. This is what you guys hear when I tell you what to do with your microphones. Yeah. The fact that they strapped her down for this, and she, they were like, oh, well, the straps really don't aren't needed, but we had a couple early trials that were pretty bad. People ripped their own ears off. It won't feel that way to right. you inside him. But, uh, but you got to listen to this. When you're willing to cooperate. scream when she gets this head set oh, on. If you're having difficulty speaking, just shake your head from side to she side. She definitely sold it. Ooh. You'll want to be sure of that, Bix. That you're cooperating fully. It's repeat listenings that cause the most damage. Mm. Are we ready? Let's get on with this it. is this part right here. <gasps> Didn't even take that long. That is just the word. I don't even know. I mean, it, what it leaves in your imagination as to what she heard on the other end of that is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, also, but, on like uh, a nerdy science end, like, how about this creature that evolved a defense mechanism that, like, when you kill us, we create this sound that like tortures you and like maybe incapacitates you as a way to prevent people from killing us, you know? Mm hmm. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Feet of evolution um, right there. Left three of them huddling together under the ship's mm -hmm. deck or whatever. So, um, terrible, terrible stuff. Um, but yeah, it, you know, Bix, after all this, gave up the information that Dedra was looking for. So, um, she was uh, very susceptible to, and just, you could tell later on they showed a clip. I think it wasn't even like a full scene. It was literally just her sitting in the cell, um, you know, breathing heavy and panting and you could just tell she was shaken by what she had heard. Well, but at that point had given up this, all the information. This technique has, uh, essentially a hundred percent success rate. So I don't think she, yeah. I don't think there was ever an option of anything else happening, you know? Mm -mm. Um, but nicely done though, as like they start that audio and you hear her scream and they close the door and you see the one, uh, the one Imperial, uh, officer walking out and going down the hallway, very similar to what you see in a new hope when, mm -hmm. you know, they close the door on the, the torture droid with Leia and you see the, the prison guard officer, the prison officer yeah. walking down the hallway, uh, just little nods like that in this show are, are fantastic to see because they do such a good job with it. So, um, we jumped around all over the place in this episode. We go between obviously Bix and Dedra here. We go over to the ISB meetings again about what they're finding out about this rebel cell. That's kind of popping up. We get Dedra central um, and kind of like two different storylines here. The mm -hmm. ISB stuff. What's going on Cyril, in Ferrix? And then also the on the ground stuff in Ferrix. Yep. 
And then um, we get obviously Cassian and Melshi and Kino Loy in the prison and what's going on there. And then obviously the stuff that's going on back on Coruscant with with Mon and Perrin, who is also the worst of the worst um, and just an absolutely clueless dude. Um. And her <laughs> and her friend from uh, from Chandrilla. What's his name again? Do you remember? Uh, Tay. Tay. Yeah. Tay, is also, yeah. also central to um, that storyline there yes and then we but we do find out that vel is mothma's cousin boom mind blown oh, hey we got a little mm-hmm. we got a little relation go a little rela- familial relation going on here and her They're, little uh, passive aggressive like um kind of back and forth with mon mothma's husband over the breakfast table or whatever <laughs> that was so it's just brilliant I, I call this Shandrillin uh, brunch, yeah. if you will. Take a listen. Just the one night, Belle. I'm afraid so. Heading back to Chandra today. Yes, the pilgrimage. The pilgrimage. Find yourself a husband. <laughs> what? Working on my list of things to do. <laughs> well, you need a widower at this point. Who's left of any value at your age? Oh. Yes, all the good ones are taken. <laughs> we had an influx right of Chandra was hilarious. You remember Tay Colmer? I do. Mother's old boyfriend. What? Is that something you've told her? The key word is old, darling. That adds a little context together. to the weird At least you've not gone political, well. All the interesting people are getting very mm-hmm. tedious these days. No one ever calls me tedious. <laughs> Take Colmer. Money. Is that all it is? I don't have enough to worry about. Anything I can do? Yes. Be a spoiled rich girl for a while. Remind people that's who you are. We'll try. What have we done? Keep the ruse up. We've chosen a side. We're fighting against the dark. We're making something of our lives. Yeah, it's um Moth Mon Mothma's face as she just kind of keeps shooting back at Perrin with these lines that are going over his head, but she's like very tongue in cheek. And she just kind of looks down to the side and smiles a little bit. And she's just, and the fact that she's a lesbian and he's telling her to go get a husband. So, (laughs) and that Mothma's just like, Oh man, you really are an idiot. But, um, yeah. So we, we learn that she's her cousin and, and, this is uh, a family affair. Yeah, and that like, so, adds a little bit of context to how they all got involved with each other. You know, she's got her contact with Luthen, and that's probably how they uh, Luthen got connected to Vel and all these things. So, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Who knows? Maybe even Vel connected Mon Mothma. Yep, and it's interesting because obviously Vel doesn't know Mothma's been in contact with Tay. Um, Mothma doesn't know where Vel's been for the last six months, right? She's been out on mission for Aldani. Um, she doesn't really know well, what's going on. Knew, I think she knows now that that's where she was. Oh, yeah, now she does. But I, at the time, she was like, well, where have you been for like the last six months? And she's like, I've been on a mission, dude. Like, I, I think she, it's hard because, you know, you got to know what you're what what the people are doing and like where where everything's going. And right now, it's it's very much Luthen, I think, pulling those strings well, as far as the missions design. and what's going they on. They have to mm-hmm. for safety. They're keeping each other out of the loop because 
they're under such scrutiny from the empire if one of the they i think they probably feel like it's inevitable that one of them is going to get caught at some point so the less they know about the rest of what's going on the better Mm -hmm. yeah she's literally the money that's it like here you you shell out the money i'll go get the things and the stuff we'll keep it very separate like that um we did get a little bit of a glimpse at Mon in the Senate Hall. Um, and in the rough. title of this episode, I'm going to go back to the title of this episode real quick. Episode 9, which is called No One Is Listening. And it's such a great title for this episode because that means two things. literally, yeah, it's, it's multiple things. Like you've got Mothma's in the Senate. Nobody in the Senate is listening to her. They're turning off their lights and basically leaving as she's trying to talk about the Gorman conflict. Um you know, if you go to the prison, you've got uh, Cassian. Like, dude, these people don't care. They're not listening to yeah, us. They're not bugging our rooms. Like, no one's listening to them. He's yeah, trying to they, gather they don't information. Care. Yeah, like, stop worrying. They're not listening to us. Um, you've got Dedra and the ISB, who I think has finally made some ground, and other people are starting to listen. Excuse me, listen to her. That there is a bigger issue here. Definitely, no one's um, really listening to Cyril too much, though. No, <laughs> no. His mother uh, wasn't listening to him. We get more of the, you know, Cyril and the uh, the parenting issues that are going on there. Um, it, it was amazing how quickly she flipped too when when he said, "Oh, I'm, I got a promotion," and she was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna go tell Uncle Harlow yeah, and blah blah blah." Yeah, like um, you know, pours him some more cereal. I did love that though. She's like talking and trying to talk to him. He's like slurping the milk out of mm-hmm. the bottom of the bowl intentionally. Yeah, he's definitely um, sick of her shit. Yes, yes. And um yeah, he's he's tired of her. So um but yeah, it this the the episode title was just what do I want to say? It's so poignant to everything that's going on here where nobody is listening to anybody else and that's why it makes it really really hard to move forward and get somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let's go back to, um, let's talk about Cassian in the prison for a little bit, because uh, there is a lot going on here. Yeah. We've, we've been at work now for, I don't even know how many rotations they've been in at this point. At least last week we got, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 days in rotations or whatever. Um, you know, at the time, I think we probably could have looked at well. Olaf uh, had many... forty something to go, and now he's down to mm-hmm. whatever, just a handful. I, we could have done that math. I don't remember those numbers off the top of my head, but it's been another. Yeah, and I bit. think, um, and I think Kino had said how many he has, like last week or the week prior. Yeah, but I we think found he said how many he has, this. but now he's down to like two seventeen or something. So, um. Yeah, at the end of this episode, we obviously we get um, a huge, huge drop uh, of knowledge well, here. In the middle, but, they find out something's going on with all the signing. You know, that's when we first yes. discover that everybody's freaking out. The they get that announcement over the loudspeaker that they're going to start activating floors, and they they realize that something happened on level two, but they can't quite figure out what. Mm-hmm. And I have I have that audio, and this audio is great because there was a lot of people I think that were looking. We're talking about the end of this episode and what Kino says at the end, and I'll play that a little bit later. And they were like, "Oh, now he's flipped." This was the first instance, though. I think when Kino breaks 
and he find like that little glimpse of hey i'm wrong turned on in his brain at the end of this segment you heard what what happened to you in two five we weren't told anything you're kidding they don't know about it if they were fried out they're all gone who said both shifts 100 men i can't be right you heard nothing what did he say Who's saying this? A lot of your work force. Better team go down. He said they fried the whole bridge. Speak up. He told Zinska. Why? That just goes to show you they don't care. Ask him. They're completely irreplaceable. Zinska. Yeah, they were making trouble. On program. Feet down. We will have immediate facility compliance or we will begin activating. What did he say? What happened on to? Yeah. We don't know. We set them all free. <laughs> Alarms are going off. It's chaos. It's madness. We need to be careful. The less they think we know, the better. Like right Hold here. Hold your program. Tighten up and listen. It's a rumor. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. We have heard nothing. It's just another day, another shift. So let's keep our mouths shut, keep our heads down until we know what's going on. And see that that's right there when he go I think that's that moment of doubt in his head. And earlier when they were in the hallway and somebody was signaling something's going down on two, right? That's when the power cuts out and they all freak out. And, and he says, oh, somebody just didn't report. And Cassian's like, so they cut the power for that? Mm-hmm. Like that didn't make any sense. Um, what did you think was the power outage? I want to see if you're in line with the same thing I'm thinking. Um, I feel like when they did such a massive zap that it killed a whole shift worth of people on one floor that mm-hmm. it probably caused a power surge yep that's what i got out of it too so i just wanted to make sure you were on the same page as i was because i was like and that's what he's saying he's like well what else are they shutting the power off for like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing else that could could have done that like that would make no sense that somebody didn't report and they're going to turn the power off well, yeah that, doesn't make that any would bit be of sense. some kind of standard like mistake you know the yeah someone not being in the right place is not so out of the ordinary unusual that it would cause a unique thing like that you know mm-hmm. so that was yeah. right off the bat that's not a, a reasonable explanation no and i i think he's but that right there that break in his voice towards the end he knows he's like all right look we got to keep everybody calm we don't want the same thing to happen to us at this point just focus on what we got. Let's get off this bridge first, go about our day, and then we'll figure it out later once we actually get something a little bit more concrete. But I think when that I was think, the first inkling of doubt and that th- passed through his head. There's a tipping point, and we're going to get to this in a second, I'm sure, but there's a tipping point with the with the medic. But I think at this point, he might even believe that maybe they did kill a bunch of people. Maybe they did, but he still thinks... If we just put our head down and follow the rules yep. and we tow the line and we do our shifts when my days are up, I'm out of here. And that's all that matters. So as mm-hmm. long as we don't cause 
some kind of ruckus, which must be what happened over there on level two. Um, Sir, can you describe yeah. the ruckus? See, yeah, exactly. Such a <laughs> such a bootlicker mindset there. But uh, you know, if if we just do what our oppressors say, they'll stop oppressing us, right? Um, uh, but he's still there, so he's like, you know, if we just follow the rules, they're going to let me out, and everything will be fine. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I think he I don't think Kino is a mean guy by any means. I think he's trying to do his job mm-hmm. and he's trying to keep everybody going. And you can tell he cares for Olaf, right? Like he's like, dude, you've got 40 some days left. Just like, can we get through this and get you out of here? And he's trying to get him there. And unfortunately for Olaf, he's, he's medically uh, not able to continue and, and, you know, passes of a stroke, but I, I it's just, hard to like i think he genuinely does care for the guys but he understands at the same time look if we don't produce if we don't produce if we don't keep on this they're gonna fry all of us Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want that either so he's he's like walking this thin line of they're also in this just horrible situation that is um it has to be so difficult mentally that everyone just has their own unique way of dealing with it, you know, and there's his way is just like, let's do the work. Let's get work as hard as we can get as much done as we can, like get noticed as little as possible, put in our time and get out of here. And, you know, other people want to scheme ways to Mm -hmm. maybe get out or maybe other people feel defeated. And, you know, we saw the guy who killed himself in the first episode in the prison or whatever. So, you know, this his way of coping is to just like, I think, get after the work and just uh, aggressively toe the line and try to fly under the radar. Yeah. Yep. Um, we do get, um, you know, the first conversation with with Cassian and Kino is when he's kind of poking Cassian's poking and prodding, he's trying to get as to much try to get as information. Possible. Yeah, and he asks him. He says, "Well, how many days do you have left?" And he's like, 217. He's at that point, he finally says, all right, well, just pass on to me what you know before you go. Mm-hmm. Like, fine. If you don't want to help, it's okay. When well, you does get ready to leave. a question a couple times. He says, how many, he does. What's the, how many guards are there on each level? Yep, yep. And, and he's talking to, and I don't remember the other prisoner's name that he's talking to, but you can tell they're planning too. They notice the guy coming, the new guy for the table. As he comes in, they get on the lift and he steps out of line or something the guard hits him and he grabs the rail and it's not electrified i don't know electrified or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah and in the the prison guard at that point wasn't wearing the boots so he knows like the lift isn't part of this whole charged floor thing and they're figuring out the pieces that they need to do to get out yet said um anything that moves is not not electrified or whatever phrasing they're using uh, and yeah. that lift goes up so, and down, obviously. And then we saw they have whatever. There's a little bathroom or break room or something. They get some kind of break once or twice a shift. They've got a loose panel there that they're knocking down. <laughs> he saw a pipe. It yeah. looked to me like it was maybe conduit or something, and they're trying to cut mm-hmm. power, which I, mm-hmm. I assumed that was their plan. Like That's how they're going to cut the power when the lift gets halfway down to execute their whole scheme that's what i was gathering i I don't know that for sure but i assumed that was Mm -hmm. some kind of power line in there yep i'm on the same page so 
we'll see what happens with them trying to get out the the bit of information that um they do get i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the end here since we're on cassian and kino and the prisoners here but i'm gonna go to the end when we get this fantastic end to this show he's passed that's not the fantastic end i'm sorry what do you mean i mean it was all up there keep my men in line what happened down on two i need a bag and a trolley i said it's coming bag and a trolley trying to get the guard out of there like Mm -hmm. share info they made a mistake a man who was just released on four ended up back on two the next day Work got out on the floor and then they killed them all. You need those other men there? They're just leaving. Now. If he was released, you heard me. Mm. No one's getting out, are they? Not now. Not after this. At least your friend is free. You two, on program now. Up, hands on your heads. Move. Let's go, come on, let's go. Now, let's go. It's right here. How many guards on each level? Never more than 12. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kino Loy has entered the fight. Yeah, well, he realizes he ain't getting out the old-fashioned way now, so... No, um, and his his delivery was matter-of-fact, too. He's like, never more than 12. And he was just like... I'm going. We're in now. Here's here's what I am uh, just a little confused about. So I understand, okay. like they he says they made a mistake. Uh, prisoner got out on two, and then he was back on four the next day. So Correct. I get yeah. like they released a. Pr- they said they were releasing a prisoner when really they were just recycling him back into the system. And those levels are so close together that they found out, but. If you're recycling a prisoner back into the prison, why does it matter where you put them? Aren't they just going to tell everybody anyway? Like, hey, guys, uh, I got out yesterday and they just put me right back in. They didn't actually let me go. Like, so I'm not clear on why, how they thought that was going to stay secret anyway. It seems like the first time you do that on each level, then that level's going to know unless I'm missing something. No, no, I, I'm on the same train of thought with you there. I thought the exact same thing. Like, how did this guy not say, like, I was supposed to be released from two, and then they brought me up to four? Or was this and the very the first people on, person Why aren't the people on four with? rioting? Yeah. Right, like, why aren't the people on four rioting? I don't know if that was the first person they did it with. The only thing that I could think of, too, is that, you know, per Cassian's point, they only have to turn on this floor twice a day, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps them in line for the most part. So if they, if he was getting released and maybe they said something to him, like, look, if you say anything or if you tell anybody, we will pull you out and you're going to get fried. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing, you know, it's that fear of what would happen. Not necessarily, Hey, we outnumber these guys. There's more of us than there are of them. We can do this. But at that point, it's that fear of just them keeping him in line. You know, you're, you're in, you're stuck in there forever. Forced labor camp forever. I feel like mm-hmm. at that point, there's no incentive for me to do anything you say, because what are you going to do, kill me? Like, you probably, that's your only way out of that situation anyway. No, I know, but then maybe it's also the fear of, look, if you tell anybody, we'll not only kill you, but we'll kill all of them too. 
And maybe do you really want to put that on your conscience? Right. Like I'm responsible for the death of a right. hundred people for no reason other than, well, I mean, for a reason, but well, but again, like Cassian has said, yeah. and like the title of this episode, no one's listening. So mm-hmm. once you're in the bunks, I can't imagine it. Even if you're trying to keep the secret, you got to be like, Hey guys, we can't let them all on to this because they told me that they're going to right. kill us. If we, if I tell you, but, uh, they're not letting people right. out. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I need some more clarification on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yep. I'm not clear. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was interesting though, but I'm glad Kino's finally come around. He's going to enter the fight now and, uh, they're going to, he's going to try to help out with the group. Um, you know, I do have, uh, <laughs> well, cause he obviously has a lot of knowledge too. He knew immediately the most number, you know, the maximum number of guards for each level. So obviously he's got yep. info. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do have two little bits of information uh, or two little clips uh, from our ISB friends um, there that are Dedra Miro working on the case here. I love, I love Dedra Miro. I love her character. She is intense. She's good at her job. But at the same time, nice. she is also susceptible to the, what do I want to say? The, the urge for power and the urge to move up. And that's what kind of, I think, keeps her going i I think she is just as driven yes she is very ambitious um but this was her uh and her underling i don't remember his name the little underling guy i really like him he's good at his job too i'm like where can i get that guy for my my regular work because like (laughs) dude is on point with his information and what he's doing um but this was them um, a good job of making her like a little bit less sympathetic all the time like i think when we first met her she was extremely likable and um yeah and now she's now she's like obviously making you know she ordered the torture of bix you know so yeah yeah this was the uh first isb meeting uh that they had here kind of talking about the case it took ghost good to see that's working out yes sir the interrogation was <laughs> oh, thorough. glad that no torture worked out okay was withheld <laughs> but no id on your axes he's still just the buyer it's disappointing, I know, but it does suggest the scope of what he's doing. Axis obviously runs a very disciplined operation and one that's large enough to not be reliant on any one network or supplier. Kaline gave us a list of every piece of gear Kaline. that came through Ferrix, and we think we've already got a match to a targeting unit recovered from a safe house operated by a rebel cell associated with Maya Pei. Andor. He's all the way through this. Yes, and that's what I'd like to highlight. He's the local thief, right? The runaway murderer? And or returned to Ferex three nights after Aldani with money in his pocket. Couldn't that be from the sale of the Star Park? Who's this Can't dude? Be. They left it behind, right? You're trying to connect Aldani. That's a bit of a stretch. He was clean-shaven. That guy. That guy. Yeah, he knows the stuff. And or had shaved. Question. Describe his appearance. Answer. He'd shaved his beard. The rebels at Aldani were clean-shaven. And two soldiers from the garrison who got a look at him felt there was some similarity to our reference picture. Well, that's worth running down. An Aldani connection would certainly amplify interest. Let's follow that up. You didn't question the mother? 
I decided to wait. This Better now leaving her in place and standing back. She's typical too old imperial and frail for anything oversight. serious. And if nothing else, <laughs> ah, she's, she's too old. She can't do she's anything. She's the reason Andor came back. Perhaps they communicate. If they are, we'll know. We're on her full time. I, I got. I just got a feeling like Marva's got a network, which is why she was scoping out that tunnel. Yeah, I think they think she's earlier. a lot more helpless than she maybe is, and they're using yeah. her as bait because they think that Cassian will come back for her. But I, it's, it's I think crazy it got that cut out of your in clip this prison. There. But the um, what, something I really liked in that meeting was at the when Dedra was done talking, she knew what the next task was. She never sat down. She finished mm-hmm. saying what she was going to say and walked out of the room to get on to the next thing. <laughs> and then the next two guys after her <laughs> said their little piece. And the Admiral was like, okay, this is what needs to happen. And they just continued sitting there. And he was like, uh, go, like, go, go do it. And they were like, yes. oh, okay, okay. And like awkwardly got up and left. So just goes to show <laughs> well, the you one guy, how they're like. The one guy thought it, the money was from the selling of the thing. And then he was like, are you even paying attention? Right. Like, no, it was recovered at the site. Like he, we, we have it in our possession. Like, what are you doing? They're, they're exactly yeah. what Cassian was talking about being fat and happy and, and just content. And th- those are the exact beer. And that's why Cyril <laughs> and, and um, um, what's her name here? Dedra. Dedra are actually the ones on his tail because they're mm-hmm. not content with just being a cog in the wheel and getting paid and being comfortable. They care about what they're doing. Now, if whether or not we agree right. with the intent of what they're actually trying to do, that's a whole different thing, but... They're actually good at their jobs and they're actually getting after it and, and working hard mm-hmm. and trying to do, trying to accomplish their goals. Whereas we are getting this like exact opposite of them, all these other guys who are just like happy to be in their uniform in the meeting in the fancy building and getting their fancy paycheck and probably whatever nice imperial benefits they get as being part of the navy and and they don't really care that imperial you know? bonus package exactly they got their pension <laughs> or whatever and they get that imperial bonus package <laughs> um yeah and i'm i'm still I, like i know cyril is is now in with dedra sort of he's kind of stalking i don't want to say i don't want to say well yeah i'll get to that in a minute she's not i don't want to like at all he's, he's not in with dedra but he's at least ha- she info. has pulled him in and questioned him but at this point, I can't figure out what other information is Cyril going to provide her that she really needs, which she basically says, she's like, I don't need you anymore. I have all of the information and the links that I need. Uh, so- I think he's pitching like his intuition. Like if you share, I was able to put all this together in like two days and find Cassian. Now, if you mm-hmm. give me the information you have, plus the stuff I already knew, I can help you put this all to- So I, I think he's like... He's offering his investigative prowess or something like that more than like he has another detail that he was withholding or something. Yeah. Well, speaking of a stalker, Cyril, um, it's like, no, Cyril is down. Stand outside your work and see if you walk by. It's not weird. (laughs) Why would that be weird? Right. In this gloomy concrete wasteland. (laughs) I just, you know, wait, it's hard to see you sometimes, you know? Um, it, it you know he he is definitely down down with ISB um yeah you know me he is uh <laughs> 
stop it. <laughs> Kyle's like shaking his head. He knows I just Not did that on it. purpose. <laughs> But anyway, this touches on a lot of nerves for people because this is very over the top behavior um, by somebody. And you can see his his body reactions in his eyes as he's delivering this. uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it predator vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And he's it was odd because it's it's this weird, gross, perverse addiction to. Uh, order and power and and you know what he feel like his interpretation of justice right and what he thinks is the right thing to do so it's okay for me to like stalk you at your work and show up um but i and i I couldn't tell if like he's actually like genuinely into her or just the fact that she's isb and has that power and that ability and he's attracted to that i got both you know what i mean but I guess time will yeah. tell. This is future love story right here. I needed to find you, and it's not that easy to thank you for what you did and what you're doing. I think he's genuine and there. Follow on and try to follow on the conversation we had last month. That wasn't a conversation. You were brought in for questions. Bro. Are you stalking me? I know you work here, and I come sometimes to see if I'll see you. I am an ISB supervisor. Do you have any idea how much trouble you're in right now? I thought I had ruined my life. I thought I was done. After meeting you and discovering you understood how dangerous Cassie Nandor was and just, just being in your presence, I... That's the creepy part. I realized that, that life was worth living. Wait, I what? realized that if nothing else, there was justice and beauty in the galaxy. And if I just kept going, perhaps my deranged belief that there was something better faded for me in the future was a dream worth clinging to. I could have you arrested. You're aware of that. I want what you want. I sense it. I know it. You're out of your mind. I have already given you a second chance. You come near me again, you pursue any of this, and I swear I'll have you in a cage on the outer rim. That is not where you want to be either. Mm-mm. No, she. Lots of we, bad we've stuff seen out the there. Cage in the outer rim. It's not pleasant. They shock you. Right next to feet. the beacon. <laughs> The cage is right next to the beacon we got. Uh, no, well, I hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's crossed a big line here, though. You you don't do that. Like you know, if you wanted to like reach out, set up a quick meeting to chat, like put it on an Outlook calendar, or whatever, fine. But you don't just show up at somebody's work and be like, "Hey, like I think I could help you more." And he's at this point yeah, stalking he's her. A creep. Yeah. So Cyril clearly down with the ISB, um, but um, I don't know. Like it, I can't ruin his life. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, she has that power. She has that ability. I think though, she in part recognizes. Yes, he is smart. He did figure things out. He is probably smarter than some of those other Imperial, um, the other ISB mm-hmm. agents that they've got on that board working there. But that's not how this works, right? You need to do your time and work your way up and, and um, do what you're capable of doing. But I think that's an interesting point too, because part of gas when Dedra was first there and she was kind of pushing this um, with Blevin, he had said like you, we brought you in from investigation or something like that because you you do things different and that's what we need. Basically mm-hmm. it was like a fresh take on things. So maybe that's where at some point, 
Dedra is like, look, this guy kind of thinks outside the box. He is pretty good at what he does. Maybe we need him in the ISB. It's possible. I don't know. I'm curious to see how this all pans out with those two. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a lot of questions for today because I think this episode was pretty um, spot on with um, where we're going here. Uh, We're, you know, we've got uh, what three episodes left. So this should be the last arc. Right. Or is it a, uh, or was this the middle of the three part? Um, and then it's like two. Yeah, I think that's I can't how it remember. goes. I think we got one more to kind of round these out and then, and then two together after that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So this was like that midway point of a, mm-hmm. of a three part arc. I need Josh in the Google machine right. and have him plug that in there. But my big question, my big question for the day, Kyle, what is in Cyril's private box? Hmm. Uh, according to my Twitter, <laughs> let's keep this PG guy. <laughs> his mom was clearly going in it. He has his ways of knowing. According what to my Twitter, it's, 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 uh, the lacy ladies underwear that Cyril likes to wear to hang out outside the ISB office and hope Dedra comes out to yell at him because he's got a weird, like masochistic, um, thing going on for her. I, I feel like he goes home and does the, um, the uh the billy madison steve buscemi he's got a degradation uh, kink so he, he takes the, uh, the lid and he just puts it all over his face <laughs> uh, so that's my guess. you know what i mean i don't know i don't know other than that yeah i don't guess. i'm kind of curious too his room is is pretty barren other than like a few toys that he's got sitting there yeah he's a super um, creep big time yeah i don't i don't know this dude's now that he's really, stalking people, um, um, some of his behaviors is seeming a lot more serial killery than it used to. <laughs> he's he's gone from yeah. um, just a you know I'm trying to solve a mystery mm-hmm. to uh, I'm trying to to be living the, in an undecorated room yeah. with a weird box with unexplained contents that he doesn't want anybody slurping to look blue at. blue yeah. milk and blue cereal. Yeah, yeah I don't it's know. Not a good he's look. he's a creeper. No, not a good look at all. So. Uh, yeah, episode nine, great episode. Again, yeah, every right. week I'm on the edge of my seat with this show. I just, it's such a good show and across of a number of different styles and genres of shows that um, it keeps me guessing. I'm just dying to see yeah, so. these prisoners uh, take down the man here in this prison. I mean, obviously, you we think know we we're that next out, week? so it seems to me like the people have to overthrow the whole thing. I, th- I feel like that's the writing on the wall. Do you think we get that next week? Yeah, I think so. Or, yeah, Wednesday next week? Wednesday this, this week. week? Yeah. This week, days. next week, next week, yeah, this week. Um, do we think, let me ask this question. I do have a follow-up now. Do we think Kino makes it out alive? Or do we Tough. think he sacrifices himself Well, he's going to get scarred up real bad and <clears> then put in one of those tanks that we see in Mandalorian. And then, as we already <laughs> know, um, he is Snoke Snokes. in the sequel trilogy. So that's how that all comes together. Well, there's a that's flashback to an old episode, Jar of Snokes. <laughs> Yeah, he gets massively <laughs> injured, huge face scar, um, and then, you know, was, that's why um, it looks like Snoke later. Yeah, during the escape, they find out he has force abilities as he tries well, to he use force push so on some guards. He like, kind of unlocks some in his brain or something, <laughs> and jars something loose. They capture Fuses him and say, hey, this guy's interesting. Boom. Yeah. Instantly enrolled in the cloning so program. Yeah, that's my you theory. You, you heard it here first. Crazy Kyle with his 
yeah. with his tinfoil hat theory. So um, I don't know. I don't think he makes it. I would assume he he does. I but I can't. I I think he does something maybe to try to help them get away. He's definitely going to be a, a key component in mm-hmm. this uprising. I think. Yeah. In this yeah. prisoner revolt. Well, hopefully we find out next week because I'm I'm really I, more so than just getting out of the prison. I'm I'm interested in seeing what happens when they get to the top because they're in yeah, those like giant rafts in the water. Yeah. How are you getting out of that? Like you just go dive in the water and swim Absolutely to the shore, not. You're or going down one of those holes. You cannot swim in that water because they've got these yeah, giant like, holes that are just sucking water down into them all around the perimeter. So yeah. you can't. Like what yeah. are you? What are we doing to get out of there? I mean, unless they can so, shut those off too, if that's part of the like defense of the, or or they're gonna have to hijack a, a transport in or something. I, who knows? But there's tons mm-hmm. of them in there. Tons, I mean, if there's a hundred prisoners, hundred prisoners that were on that bridge, and there's two what they say, per seven level, levels. There's a bunch of levels, or you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about hundreds, uh, thousands of people here. So one of those little landing craft isn't going to no. do it. So. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We've got, uh, we've got it coming up here in a couple days. I'm excited to see what happens and hopefully this arc closes out and then we get a final two episode finale that I am here for. So with that, we will wrap it up for today's show. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was our recap of Andor, Episode 9, titled No One Is Listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Each week, I'm digging this show. It's great. Um, It's tense. Music is awesome. Acting is phenomenal. All around an enjoyable show. So... Um, anyway, you can find Outer and Beacon anywhere you catch, uh, anywhere, anywhere you're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can catch any one of our podcasts, uh, anywhere you listen to them, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever they're, they're out there. You can catch any one of our live streams out on YouTube, along with some of our previous episodes. Those are also available on YouTube as well. Uh, my name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Kyle, where can they locate your social medias? I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram and probably some other stuff too. I am excited because I've got a new Hot Toys over here that I'm going to unbox. I got the Stormtrooper Commander. Very nice. That's what I went with. Very nice. Yeah, I, I, I asked the group. I said I gotta, I, I'm got i going to pick one of three. It was that one. Was it Mandalorian or a, or a uh, shore trooper? Yeah, or the shore trooper, and I went with the uh, stormtrooper. Man, I thought you I might end he's... up picking the Mandalorian, actually. Uh, you know, it was close, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with the the uh, the stormtrooper commander because he kind of covers two things. It's from the Mandalorian, but you see him in A New Hope, just in the desert, and he's all dirty and that gross. That was my so... suggestion for you because I thought it was gonna check a couple boxes. Yeah. For you. And it's a classic, it's a stormtrooper, and I don't have, like, just a plain, yeah, like, it's just a classic design, it works on multiple levels, so that's what I went with, so I'm gonna get out of here and do something Star Wars, can't talk today, apparently, I'm gonna get out of here and do something Star Wars-y, hopefully you all do the exact same thing, may the force be with you.
Always. Always. <laughs>